Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Whenever you're joining us to take in what we have to offer you, this is the Tulsa World Scene Department with our uh, weekly uh, video slash podcast slash whatever else uh, it may end up being. Uh, I am here with uh, my colleagues, the lovely and talented Jimmy Trammell and the even lovelier and talented uh, Miss Grace Wood. And we're here to talk about uh, things that are coming up of interest that will appear in the Tulsa World Scene section, available at uh, Find New Sellers Everywhere and online at tulsaworld.com. Um, probably one of the songs that most everybody who has been alive for the past 50 years has heard is something called I Melt With You. And I believe, Jimmy, you uh, will melt with us on telling us all about how that applies to Tulsa right now. The band Modern English, of course, had that song uh, in 1982. So it's been around for 40 years now. But uh, Modern English is coming to Tulsa for a show. We'll write about that soon in the Tulsa World at TulsaWorld.com. It's emblematic of the 80s, the song. Uh, you, you know, it's, it's firmly entrenched heckles around the 80s. You can't think about the 80s or that song without each other. but I'm going to tell you something that'll make your brain hurt. Are you are you ready for your brains to hurt? It's 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 it sure. It'll make your brains melt with you. You know, it, it, uh, it, 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 it will prove that mine is still working after daylight savings time and springing forward. So, <laughs> if I told if I told you this song, I Melt with You, never got past seventy eight on the Billboard Hot one hundred, you'd punch me in the face and call me a liar, right? That's especially, really surprising. especially since we're doing this over Zoom, you make that yeah. anyway. <clears throat> I can believe that actually, because it 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 was what made it a hit was MTV, and if if it was if that was the early days of MTV, and this was this had heavy rotation back then. Um. And uh, so, yeah, I can, I can, and, and, and the thing of it is, it, it keeps coming back. I mean, it, it's, it is kind of a one hit wonder for this band. I can't, I can't name any other song they've done, but I know that this keeps re, they re-record it and re-release it at least once, maybe twice. Well, I'm curious to know where Grace has heard it because it, it was big in the song Valley Girl in the 1980s but it keeps getting getting licensed for use in in the chocolate commercials cracker commercials um burger king it was in my son knows it because it was in the film sky high so it just keeps getting licensed over and over and over again grace where have you heard this song besides the radio i first heard about it also in sky high i used to love that movie yeah. and i don't know if your son like told you but there's like basically a bunch of kids who go to this like school for superheroes and they get divided into superheroes and sidekicks and the superheroes kind of have like all the stereotypical like cool powers and then the sidekicks have kind of the more like lame like what's the purpose of that type powers and there's one sidekick who his power is that he can just melt into a puddle on the ground so if I remember correctly it's been a long time since I've seen the movie there's like maybe a montage where he like 
actually gets to use his power for good, like for the first time and that song plays, but I could be like making that up. But yeah, that's where I heard it for the first time. Okay. <laughs> well, obviously I, 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 I saw it in its original MTV form with the very bizarre hairdos and the androgynous person playing 12 string guitar and just anyway. It was, it was, it was a trip, that's for sure. So, well, speaking of a trip, I believe, Grace, you uh, made a trip down to Glenpool for uh, something uh, also iconic and also more authentically Oklahoma. Yeah, definitely something that's very authentically Oklahoma. Um, some exciting news is that Frankoma Pottery is opening up a brick and mortar location for the first time since they closed their doors back in 2010. Um, it's gonna be out in Glenpool. And I talked to the new owner, his name is Dennis Glasscock about this. And he said that it's going to be open sometime later this year, but he's not totally sure when because of like supply chain stuff going on. Um, but it's going to be a manufacturing plant as well as a storefront. And people can actually watch the pottery being made and they can like custom make their own pottery and stuff. And Dennis said that he hopes this is gonna to appeal to new customers and kind of a younger generation as well, because Frankoma is, I think almost 90 years old. So he kind of wants to get like a new customer base involved. And he said he's also being super careful to like honor the history of the company. And they're gonna have like lots of little homages and like kind of Easter eggs throughout the facility, like just basically honoring like the Frank family and like different artists that they collaborated with over the years. So it's gonna be really cool. And I didn't really know much about Frank Goma before this, but since writing this story, I've joined two different Frank Goma pottery Facebook groups <laughs> because I really wanna start collecting some. So I'm kind of obsessed. <laughs> but yeah, that'll be this Saturday in Tulsa World. Okay. Yeah, I, um, uh, I in fact, uh, Every Saturday, I fill this up with coffee, and this is a Francoma. I think it's actually supposed to be for soup, but when you need as much motivation as I do in the morning, you use this for coffee. Um, and my 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 late wife was was very much into Francoma pottery. Although at the time she got into it, the original manufacturer, which was in Sepulpa, is that correct? Yes, um, had shut down, and so prices had skyrocketed and and it was it was they were difficult to find and so uh somewhere in the morass of, of, of my house i think we have some i think i actually have a teapot back over here but anyway uh, so we have we have a few things so they're they're out there so that that's that's good to hear because that that really i mean it was nationally and internationally known mm -hmm. and collected so all right great well, um, speaking of national and international, Tulsa Ballet is uh, bringing back its production of Swan Lake, which is sort of the, it's what people think of whenever they think of ballet. They probably think of the four dancers with the arms interlocking and going back and forth. And uh, the movie, I guess it was about 10 years ago, Black Swan kind of, uh, reinvigorated interest in this. Uh, what's kind of unusual for Tulsa Ballet's production this time is that 
they always have two casts and um, because it's, it, it, it's a long thing to do and it takes a lot out of you. Um, but the interesting thing is, is that none of the leads have ever danced in Swan Lake before. This is their first time to be in this ballet, which is kind of unusual. We'll be talking with them um, and uh, the choreographer, Marcello Angelini, for a story um, this Sunday. And um, I mentioned international. The, um, uh, the dancers that, um, that make up the leads, one is... Um, one is from America, uh, one is from, I believe, Korea, two are from Japan. Uh, I mean, the Tulsa Ballet has got, it's kind of like a United Nations. Um, and I think, uh, Jimmy, you're kind of going international on us as well. Yeah, I love this uh, concept for a new show that premieres Monday 21st on NBC. It's called the American Song Contest. Um, there are 56 competitors all competing with one original song to see who has the best song. And the 56 competitors are made up of one music artist from every state, all 50 states, plus US territories, plus District of Columbia. And the, I mean, it's such a smart concept because every, I mean, every state's gonna watch and have a rooting interest. Like I want my state to win. The Oklahoma representative, is Alexa, a K-pop artist, uh, Korean pop music from Jinx. Uh, and you would think uh, it, it was really kind of an interesting decision to, to choose her because you would think uh, typically Oklahoma would be country music. Or although we've had many great rock artists, but country would have been the, the easy pick. They went with K-pop. And, and what I like about the show is it represents not only many styles of music, but many artists at different stages of their career. It's not just uh, Alexa who has a global following and maybe some unknown acts and uh, on the rise artists, but also uh, Michael Bolton, Macy Gray, Jewel, Cisco. So, and, uh, and props to the established artists for being part of this because they could say, you know, no, I don't want to lose to someone on the rise and, 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 Think, somebody think it's a failure, which it won't be, but people will say whatever. But I, I love the idea. I don't know what you guys think. I think that's that cool. I want to watch that. And isn't Jewel from Alaska? Is she going to be representing Alaska? She is, yeah. Okay. And, Very cool. James, you've heard of the source show for this, right? I mean, oh, the, the Eurovision is, contest. Yeah. 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 Which I think is still going on. Um, and that. Uh, this country first, I think, really learned about uh, when ABBA won it with the song Waterloo. And that launched them as, as international stars. And um, trying to think of, I believe, if memory serves me right, that the, the origins of the the show River Dance actually began as an intermission act during uh, the Eurovision contest. They had a seven-minute gap, uh, and they needed to fill it with something. And so uh, they created this this bit of Irish dance that they called River Dance, and that was the 
the start of that phenomenon. Um, so this is going to be interesting. Now, uh, she is uh, Alexa, and I realize I have just probably started a bunch of personal assistants all through the, the state, but um, she is, is she of uh, Korean heritage or is she just someone yes. that has embraced this style and has been accepted for her work in it? Alexa is a 2015 graduate of Jinx High School, but she said her mother is of Korean descent. And when Alexa was 21, uh, she uh, relocated from Oklahoma to Korea to pursue a K-pop career herself and uh, re really has had a, a fantastic start to her career. Uh, like I said, yeah, has a global following. What I know very little about it. So what makes K-pop K-pop? Maybe maybe it's Grace not just music. <laughs> it, it's it's very visual, and it's uh, uh, made for video. Basically, it's it's perfect for video, and that there's a lot of choreography, a lot of concepts, uh, and it's just a lot of eye candy. In addition to uh, really catchy songs, Comic Empire of Tulsa, the owner, is a huge K-pop fan and plays K-pop nonstop. And I'll go in there and look around and leave. And whatever song he has playing, uh, K-pop song he has playing, is in my head for like the next hour or so. It's, it's just very catchy. Well, I, I have heard a couple. I mean, like the BTS, some of their songs have have uh, ingrained their way in, 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 into my head over time. But uh, how about you, Grace? Are, are, are you a fan of it? It's not like my go-to, but I definitely really appreciate what goes into it. I think from like what I've read and stuff, the K-pop stars work really hard and like just are really, really dedicated to their craft. There's like so much choreography and like they just do so much. And I know like in Korea too, um, the K-pop stars are like, I think they call them idols. Like they're a really, really big deal and like are also kind of like role models for the community as well. So they're like a very like intense version of like a celebrity. So I definitely appreciate what they do. To give you some idea of the fame of Alexa, uh, 17 Magazine has this thing called 17 Questions with 17 Magazines. And she was a recent subject. They cherry picked her to be the 17 Questions person. All right, well, and, and when, does, when does the show air and where? Monday, March 21st, NBC. Okay. Well, we will, we, we will all tune in and, 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 and cheer her on to victory, uh, even if we can't do it in Korean. Okay. Uh, well, and, and another, does she sing in Korean? Or because I know that they, the, I've heard songs where they kind of go back and forth among languages. It, it, multilingual is the best way to describe it. Okay. All right. Well, let me see. I think that will get us uh, get us started for this uh, for this week. Oh, if you are, uh, uh, we also do. I realize it's nearly lunchtime as we record this. So, um, if you are uh, into tacos, we'd have a review of the new Velvet Taco that opened in uh, Tulsa uh, recently, and. Uh, we're going to take a turn for the worst uh, next week, and we'll tell you more about that uh, later. So, well, that pretty much has got wraps up for what we what we have here. Remember that you can also um, enjoy uh, our conversation without visuals uh, on as, as a podcast uh, available at, 
on the Apple website and Spotify and where from ever you pluck your pods off the internet. So uh, on behalf of Grace and Jimmy, uh, we want to wish you all a good day and we will gladly see you later. Dave. Bye.